I shall ask neither aunt nor uncle what I'm to do with my own lad, said Mr. Tulliver defiantly. Dear heart, said Mrs. Tulliver, shocked at this sanguinary rhetoric. How can you talk so, Mr. Tulliver? But it's your way to speak disrespectful of my family, and Sister Glegg throws all the blame upon me, though I'm sure I'm as innocent as the babe unborn. Mr. Tulliver had the marital habit of not listening very closely, and since his mention of Mr. Riley had been apparently occupied in a tactile examination of his woollen stockings. I think I've hit it, Bessie, was his first remark after a short silence. Riley's as likely a man as any to know of some school. He's had schooling himself and goes about all sorts of places, arbitrating and valuing and that. And we shall have time to talk it over tomorrow night when the business is done. I want Tom to be such a sort of man as Riley, you know, as, as can talk pretty nigh as well as if it was all wrote out for him, and knows a good lot of words as don't mean much, so as you can't lay hold of them when they're law, and a good solid knowledge of business too. Well, said Mrs. Tulliver, so far as talking proper and knowing everything and walking with a bend in his back and, and setting his hair up, I shouldn't mind the lad being brought up to that. But them fine-talking men from the big towns mostly wear false shirt fronts. They wear a frill till it's all a mess, and then hide it with a bib. I know Riley does. It seems a bit of a pity, though, said Mr. Tulliver reflectively, as the lad should take after the mother's side instead of the little wench. That's the worst on it with a crossing of breeds. You can never just calculate what'll come on it. The little un takes after my side now. She's twice as cute as Tom. Too cute for a woman, I'm afraid, continued Mr. Tulliver, turning his head dubiously first on one side and then on the other. It's no mischief much while she's a little un, but an over-cute woman's no better nor a long-tailed sheep. She'll fetch none the bigger price for that. Yes, it is a mischief while she's a little un, Mr. Tulliver, for it all runs to naughtiness. How to keep her in a clean pen for two hours together passes my cunning. And now you put me of the mind, continued Mrs. Tulliver, rising and going to the window. I don't know where she is now, and it's pretty nigh tea-time. Ah, oh, I thought so. Wandering up and down by the water like a wild thing. She'll tumble in some day. It was Easter week and Mrs. Tulliver's cheesecakes were more exquisitely light than usual. A puff of wind had made them blow about like feathers, Kezia the housemaid said, feeling proud to live under a mistress who could make such pastry, so that no season or circumstance could have been more propitious for a family party, even if it had not been advisable to consult Sister Glegg and Sister Pullet about Tom's going to school. I'd as leaf not invite Sister Dean this time, said Mrs. Tulliver, for she's as jealous and, and having as can be, and she's always trying to make the worst of my poor children to their aunts and uncles. Yes, yes, said Mr. Tulliver. Ask her to come. I never hardly get a bit of talk with Dean now. We haven't had him this six months. What's it matter what she says? My children need be beholden to nobody. That's what you always say, Mr. Tulliver, but I'm sure I don't know what she won't get em to do, said Mrs. Tulliver, for my children are so awkward with their aunts and uncles. Maggie's ten times naughtier when they come than she is other days, and Tom doesn't like em, bless him, though it's more natural in a boy than a girl. And there's Lucy Dean such a good child. 
you may sit her on a stool, and there she'll sit for an hour together, and never offer to get off. I can't help loving that child as if she was my own, and I'm sure she's more like my child than Sister Dean's, for she's always had a very poor colour for one of our family, Sister Dean has. Well, well, if you're fond of the child, ask her father and mother to bring her with them. And won't you ask their uncle and Aunt Moss, too, and some of their children? Oh, dear, Mr. Tuller, why, they'd be, they'd be eight people besides the children, and I must put two more leaves at the table besides reaching down more of the dinner service. And you know as well as I do, as my sisters and your sisters don't well suit together. Well, well, do as you like, Bessie, said Mr. Tulliver, taking up his hat and walking out to the mill. Few wives were more submissive than Mrs. Tulliver on all points unconnected with her family relations, but she had been a Miss Dodson, and the Dodsons were a very respectable family.